Nelson has finally got it all figured out. It's making all the right moves and then not so much. Plus, Team Dave starts to split as Devin wheels and deals his way into a corner. Olivia finds a way to be a star even when she's nowhere near the storyline. Michelle and Jay, they are over it, and rightfully so. Another person finds Amber suspect without being able to give a single reason why. And two challenge legends exit the game like the classy, wonderful, kick-ass OG legends that they are. It's the challenge, Ride or Dies, Episode 7 recap coming up right now. Fellow challenge lovers, welcome to the challenge historian where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me tonight on a very, very exciting night. I will be honest, I was going into this holiday week thinking, yeah, we got this episode Wednesday night, but It'll probably be a little boring. It'll be fine. We'll just get our way through the pod, move right on into eating the turkey tomorrow. But no, the challenge when you least expect it, I guess not the least expected. I have been enjoying this season a lot. I thought we were on the precipice of some really great stuff, and we got really great stuff. This is one of the best episodes we've had in a long, long time on the flagship version of this show. Everything's going right. Everything's making for good drama, good fun, good viewership, entertainment, good storylines. I'm loving it all. This episode ruled. We're going to break it all down. Before we get into it, quick programming notes. This Friday... Challenge Australia episode two, a little holiday special for you as you're eating your leftovers the next day on Friday. You can go ahead and dive on into a little Challenge Australia. If you missed on Monday, we did episode one. We announced that, you know, those links are out there. If you want to be watching this, go follow Paige at most likely to pod. I got that wrong on the last podcast. Her handle is not most likely to, it is most likely to pod very you'll end up two very different places get to hers she's got the link shared in a highlight on her main instagram profile page and if you don't go there just search for them on the internet they're readily available for now hopefully for the whole season but you should watch challenge australia because it's freaking amazing the cast is killer it's a really really fun time i'm loving it so episode one was monday episode two will be friday episode three will hopefully fingers crossed links keep coming will be next monday and then that'll be every monday as we can watch definitely jump into that survivor on saturday ride or dies again next wednesday and we're rolling on through so that's the schedule as for tonight again episode seven ride or dies everything we got to do we're jumping right in we're skipping over the cliff notes recap we're just getting into it because there's so much to cover we're just diving right in storyline walk through the episode whatever you call it it's up first here we go my goodness i mean i had high hopes coming into the season if you've been listening all season long, you know I've felt pretty good, like good to we've had a moment or two where it's like, oh, this is flirting with great. There's potential here, but it's been good. It's been good, which is a great place to be. We haven't always even been at steady good for the last few flagship seasons. So we've been enjoying it a lot, had high hopes, and we got everything we could have wanted out of this episode from the gameplay, the strategy, who's aligning with who, who's getting mad at who, the whole thing. It was a wild up and down episode. I thought everything was perfect and going exactly the way to make the most entertaining version of this season possible. Then suddenly it suddenly wasn't. But then ultimately, as difficult as it might be to say about two people with that 
maybe the most respected people in the world are the challenge Darrell and Veronica. Like I can't think of two people who could be in a pair that you'd have more respect for their just status and contributions to the show and game. But ultimately they end up going home, which is probably the right team to continue this crazy drama and wonderful, just wildness that's going on in this challenge house. So a lot to get to. We're going to start off with, we're going section by section. There's too many kind of intertwined storylines here. We got to go section by section by section through this episode, starting with the first segment, the house and the bar. We get two times at the bar, different bars, breweries, whatever, two different times out of the house this episode. That's amazing. And look what happened. It's a really good episode. Even when it's strategy talk at those places, sure, fine. It's, you know, you, you show them out in the wild a little bit more, and guess what? Good things happen. Uh, take note of that editing team for future seasons. So we opens, and it opens with Devin and Tori being torn game-wise, and this is exactly, perfectly, wonderfully the number one thing we should have been wishing for as fans of this show who are looking for entertainment and drama. Because Devin and Tori being totally torn game-wise, exactly what the show needs. It pulls, you know, this team that is set up to win better than anyone. It helps Devin is the one that can pull apart this, you know, vacation alliance, as everyone likes to refer to it, and get the kind of boring staleness of no one going at those people, no one backstabbing those people, no one doing anything to stop the main majority of those people going to the final and just kind of being a ho-hum season like the last two to three have been because that alliance, as they've slowly added or subtracted a person here or there, has dominated so much. And Devin has fully been a part of that as of last season, came into this season very much a part of that, but now is the one that's in that group that's like, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of trying to really win here, not just trying to get to the end with a bunch of people who've won this show before, who have now suddenly, we've got a Bananas and Nani here. Well, they seem like a pretty difficult team to beat. And uh, it looks like Fessel, uh, Fessy, whatever we're calling him these days, he's got a pretty stacked rookie partner. Like, that's going to be kind of tough to beat. And so he's playing the game. He's pulling away from Tori's crew of, you know, Anissa and Jordan are there. They're through them, then linked to, to some degree, Casey and Nani and Bananas and Fessel. And it's a, it's a big group going on. And, and, you know, Devin's like, huh, I'm kind of trying to do a little bit of all of it. So please keep going, Devin. We'll talk more about him, obviously, throughout the rest of this episode. Then Nelson. Nelson puts his foot in his mouth. He overpromises. You know, the moment they show this, you're like, Nelson. They're showing Nelson promising Amber he's never going to throw her in and her vice versa. One of those two's going to win the daily challenge, aren't they? And yeah, whoever does, they're probably throwing the other one in, aren't they? Yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty clear and obvious when they doubled down by showing Chauncey and Jordan's conversation, um, which Jordan, by the way, just being smart, being smart, recognizing no one in the house is making friends with Chauncey. No one. I don't know if Amber and Chauncey are just keeping that much to themselves and everyone, I guess, for some reason, we'll talk more about it later, just decides immediately. We don't like Amber. I don't know why. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But no one's budding up to Chauncey. He's got a former champion as his partner. He's a pretty big stacked individual. Jordan sees the opportunity like, hey, no one else is being buddies with this guy. I don't know. I'll talk to him. I'll be buddies with him for at least game sake, if, if nothing else. And if we're friends, cool with that too. That's great. But uh, making a smart move, recognizing no one's trying to get this guy. No one's trying to get this number. There's kind of floating out there in the wind. He's part of this thing over here, but that thing's not very solid. And he's not the part of his partnerships that's tight with those. So let's reel him in. Good on him. 
And uh, yeah, Nelson just can't help himself. Puts his foot in his mouth. He just loves everyone. And, you know, that's his downfall is he actually truly believes when he says at the end of this episode that, you know, that everyone's like family to me, a big dysfunctional family. This is his family. Even more, a lot of them believe that because it's true. They are a part of this big, wild, crazy family that we watch on television every week. But he actually really likes all these people. He actually really loves all these people. He cares about all these people. I believe everything that comes out of his mouth. He just then... It gets him backed into corners when he's like, I actually do genuinely wish I could work with every person here. I like every person here. I am trying to marry one of these women, whichever one will eventually like get on board with the with the program here. Um, and so, yeah, which, by the way, that reminds me when he drops the uh, Chauncey's lucky ass on the end there. Uh, he meant it. He means it. Amber and Amber rightfully kind of just laughs it off and is like, I don't know if that was awkward or not, but I feel like we're going to make sure this conversation's over now and move on just like we're going to now. Bananas. We get to the bar, whatever they're at. Bananas trying to convince Darrell. Absolutely hilarious. Never has worked. Never going to work. It just he should. I get in this situation, Banana's both like, we got to try to get a number. And like, why wouldn't Darrell and Veronica want to work with all the people I'm working with? We're all, it's all the oldest people here working together, and they're super old. They would want to work with us. And Darrell plays it off perfectly. He's great. Him and Veronica's interaction, talking about it, just kind of laughing. And like, yeah, Banana's tried. But of course, obviously, we don't give a shit about that. Just is perfect. And as Veronica says, until they're put in a moment, they have to make a decision. They don't have to make a decision, which is a very smart way to play the game, which, of course, because they are who they are and the vets that they are, they make very smart decisions. Final thing, then, about this segment. We get a little Jay and Nisa conversation that isn't going so well at the bar. And I just love how Jay is handling all the heat now. He's come in these last two and a half episodes up to this point, and now this third episode. He's really, him and Michelle both, starting to own what they've done, the position they've taken. And I hope they're realizing that, you know, last week on this podcast, I said I felt, the last two weeks, I've felt like a little on my own of like, I like what they're doing. They're not going about it the right way. They're making enemies, sure, but like, I like it, and I think it's smart, and I love it as a viewer and entertainment. And it's been pretty interesting the last week or so, post-last episode, the the tides have shifted for sure. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who aren't fans of this Vacation Alliance and everything, you know, the last couple seasons, them being the faces of the show and everything like that. So I knew those people would get on board with, like, we don't care how messy it is, Jay and Michelle are going at the people we've been trying to get someone to go after, so we're on board with them. But it's been overwhelming, uh, and I love to see that because uh, I think it's the right way to go. I'm fully on Team Jay and Michelle right now, and in this moment, Jay just taking it from Anissa right, and giving it back to her in a very subtle way. Jay has mentioned a couple times in this season and then outside of it, like on social when talking about this season and things, that – he, you know, has all of these people that he's going against them because his original couple seasons, they went against him. And a big part of it was when he was back partnered up with Teresa that everyone multiple times in a row was like, Jay, you're going into elimination because it's a guy's week, but we're throwing you in because we're throwing you and Teresa in. But like, we know it's a guy's week. We're really throwing you in, but it's because of what she's doing. It's nothing against you. And he kind of gives that to Anissa, who is one of those people who did that to him. He gives it back to her in this moment. And I picked up on that subtlety that I think is there. I think I'm not reading too much into this. I think Jay is in that moment. Like, 
I'm going to respond to you by saying, yeah, like your partner did that and you're responsible for that too. So too bad the way you all told me that I was responsible for whatever Teresa did. And that was in a moment where it was only my ass going into elimination, not even hers, my partner. So I love that from him. I loved everything about this opening segment. Next up, we get to the daily challenge segment. And this was a really good one. One, first and foremost, Everyone goes at the same time. What do you know? It's better that way. We get through it a little quicker. It's just as fun. Everything works wonderfully. So keep that up, challenge. Good challenge. Love the endurance mixed with the memory. But I like that you get the shot at finding a little bit of an advantage if you got someone who can get that crazy balance and give you a lot longer to look, which no one does. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's good at the balancing part. It does seem extremely difficult, but I thought there'd be what? Excuse me, one person who maybe would have been really really good at it but no they all kind of are equally we can get you five seconds if that's uh hopefully that's going to be good enough and it was for some the rules though the rules as usual i can't believe i have to stop to say this in a podcast with so much else to talk about from this amazing episode the rules are annoying just fucking tell us what the rules are at home don't make it confusing. Don't have me as I'm watching being like, wait, can I do this? Can I do that? What's going on? Because clearly there is a couple rules in place such as you're not allowed to guess because they two teams get to the end where they're like, okay, we've got two pieces left. Two. There's only two places they can go. There's also possibly because of the shape, they should be able to figure out which of those two and if not 50-50 guess which one it is and both of them run back with two pieces left. So it seems like there was like some sort of rule in place of either like you're not allowed to guess or like if you do guess and you do a check and you fail, you're out or you get last or something. I don't know. But there was clearly some rules going on of why they had to keep running back at all times, why they couldn't just guess because it also seemed because of the shapes and everything. There's a shot if you're Darrell and Veronica, you could just be like, I'm going to just try to put this shit together and find the way that it fits because they're different shapes. It's kind of actually just a giant tangram puzzle. If you take the colors out, the colors help you memorize and could put it together quicker. But like you could do that puzzle in theory without memorizing the colors and just going off the shapes. It's going to be very, very difficult, but you could and. Clearly, they weren't allowed to do that. Speaking of Veronica, Veronica and Anissa show everyone why they should be letting Veronica and Anissa walk, and I keyword walk, their way to the final. Unless the, the, the format changes and there's individuals now suddenly and you have to think about being partnered with them in a final or there's teams switch and you have to think about possibly ending up with them before a final, whatever, everyone should be in total agreement that Darrell and Veronica – and even Anissa and Jordan, I know Jordan's really scary. I know Anissa can do puzzles and can do the eating and can has been in a canoe and kayaks enough to know how to row one of those. I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe not as much for Anissa and Jordan. I'd be a little nervous, but not really. Um, these, these two show why I love them to death. Uh, but, you know, Veronica walks the entire thing, which everyone should immediately see that and be like, Veronica. Hell yeah, dude. You want to go to a final? You ain't getting any votes from me, dude. Ever, ever, ever. You're never going into that elimination. Hell yeah. Let's go. Take those, you know, per episode fees, whatever, however the payment works, and stack them up because you're walking to the final right along with me. That's how I would have been. Clearly, obviously, by the end of this, that's not how it goes. Final thing to note then, obviously, the winners. First off, Nuris showing out. The fact that Nelson has got himself a partner who, one, is good at puzzles and memory, 
perfect compliment to Nelson. Perfect. He needs that. And two, can also run and keep up with him, who he is fast and incredible endurance. That man doesn't stop running. He's the fast, the fastest one there, probably, if they're just like doing a 40 time or something. And he also can run forever. It seems like he's in incredible shape. He always pretty much has been, and he clearly is now. And he's got a partner who can keep up on the running and do the puzzles for him. And he, if they have to carry some heavy thing or anything like that, he can do that. If it has to get physical strength involved, he's got them. Otherwise, they can run together. She's got the puzzle side. He's got the strength side. I mean, these two, these two are looking real, real dangerous. And Norris is really, really showing out and making a mid-season run. It's going to be tough to catch Olivia for rookie of the season. I mean, I don't even know. Olivia still, even after a couple quiet episodes, is very much in the MVP running, let alone the rookie of the year running. But Narice is, uh, is coming. Narice is coming. And final actual question. Narice and Nelson get the win. It's awesome. Great job. Again, confused by the rules, why they couldn't just guess or whatever at the end. But... Was Devin trying to win or not? Because it feels like he was. He says, you know, in confessional that he is. But they also said on social media this week, he was far from the first one. He actually was commenting on the fact that Bananas and others, how many different people have come out and said as each episode goes by that, hey, we aren't trying to win these daily challenges. And we mentioned this on the pod last week. And they're clearly not. And Devin came out this week and said, yeah, no one's trying to win any of these daily challenges right now, or at least no one in that that kind of alliance, the super OG vet sort of people. And this one, it seemed like he was, um, but I still don't totally know. I kind of, you know, believe him. I believe that he wasn't trying to win the other ones, but I this one feels like the one where maybe he was like, you know what, it's it's about that time that we can start, uh, the lines have been drawn, it's okay, we can start to make the moves ourselves. Um, and maybe after Jay and Michelle, you know, the two in the row, even though he had to deal with them, yeah, I don't know. But I'm questioning it, and I think regardless whether he was 100% trying to win this one or not, I think starting next week, everyone there will be trying to win because of the kind of two sides of the house that have been built up and that everyone is a little bit on the chopping block. There's almost no team out there that's like, whoever wins, I'm safe. Um, weirdly, except for maybe Olivia and Horacio now might just find their way into being like, everyone's like, nah, we got we got bigger targets. I don't know. It could happen. But Daily Challenge is really good. Shout out to Narice making a big old run. Her and Nelson. Nelson, second daily win of the season. I saw Challenge Stats put something out about Nelson's first ever puzzle-based daily challenge win, which checks out for me uh, without don't have to look back too much checks out sure certainly but they're awesome and now we're going to talk about them a whole lot more back to the house and the bar and now let's just talk about the strategy and all the different stuff that goes down nelson and Norris start this all off by making the perfect move. They do it. They pull the trigger. They pick a side. It's the right one, both for their game and for this show to be wildly entertaining. It's a win-win for everyone, us at home and them in the game. With the group that they have picked, yes, he's got to smooth things over with Amber, which I think in a different world, a different end result of what eventually would happen, he could have done. But they make the move to announce and to say, it's Nelson and Narice, Jay and Michelle, Devin and Tori, Olivia and Horacio, Amber and Chauncey. That's five teams of what at the end of this episode would have been 
nine left. Plus, you got Darrell and Veronica, probably unless they would have gotten clipped by a dagger draw. This is all saying, meaning if they stick with Bananas and Nani are going in, which was the exact right place to start. You two are going in. We're getting you out of here. We're setting it up so it's you and a 66% chance that you go against Anissa and Jordan, who can beat you. And either way, one of you are going home. And our side has the numbers five to four, no matter how you slice it. Perfect situation. All those five teams, too, have either won or very come very close to winning a daily. And, you know, your sixth one, Darrell and Veronica, not helping a bunch. But whatever, it is what it is. You have six out of nine, at least five out of nine in the worst case. You're running shit. And they it looks perfect. They pick the right teams. They handle the interrogation right. They tell the teams exactly what they need to tell them. They, they, you know, immediately it's calm and civil between Darrell and Veronica. They're like, hey, we get it. We're not really working with anyone. You got four names in here. We understand. And you put us to try to like, yeah, we'll we'll team up with Amber. We got a 66% chance. We don't want to be here, but we get it. Amber and Chauncey, they're like, yeah, they're upset. We're going to need to smooth this over later. But the goal is you two right now. You know, you got your 66% chance and we're throwing in bananas and Nani and they tell Anissa and Jordan, they do the exact right shady thing of saying like, Hey, we're putting it, we're not putting you in. And we know Anissa, you and Veronica are friends. You guys make that pact. Boom. You're done. We let the dirty work be done between Veronica and Drell actually making that decision, which they would have picked Amber and Chauncey. I'm pretty confident, but either way. Everything's handled perfectly in the interrogation. They pick the right teams the whole way through. Maybe they don't need to pick Amber and Chauncey. Uh, and by maybe, I mean they don't. Um, they could have, I mean, they could have put Fessel in there. They could have put Kenny and Casey in there. The whole, like, I don't want to end up with Casey and Nani going against each other. Like, that's really nice of you, Nelson, because you had to watch them do that last season. But you watched them last season do that as you had just got eliminated from a final. So remember how that felt, not watching them felt. That's the feeling that should be driving your decisions in this moment. It's all so good for the show. The Vacation Alliance is shook. Devin has officially gone against that alliance. Him, Jay, Michelle, Nance, Nelson, Amber, Olivia taking over this season. And those are those are people I want to be kind of faces of the season for full season at a time here. I'm liking everything they're bringing to the show. It's all so perfect. It's so, so perfect. And then someone decides to not trust Amber. Norris says multiple times in confessional, she just doesn't trust Amber. And she, guess what? Doesn't have a reason why. I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like this happens all three seasons now that Amber has been on. That everyone just decides they don't trust Amber. And they never have a reason. They say it's gut. They just, they just something feels off, whatever. And I don't get it. I really don't. I, I guess... You know, normally if you just if I wasn't watching this and you just explained what happened to me and you said, yeah, three seasons in a row, this woman's been on three seasons in a row, multiple people, at least one, if not multiple people have just been like, ah, yeah, don't trust her. Don't just matter. Don't trust her. Don't get it. It's just, the vibe's not right. Whatever. I would be like, oh, well, you know, once or twice is is whatever. But like three seasons in a row, like four or five people have said this, like there's obviously there's something to it. Right. But I don't feel like there is like if we're not seeing it, if there is, maybe it's just like she's her and Chauncey keep so much to themselves this season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't get it. But uh, Nerys does. And uh, that 
is one of many instigating factors that leads to ultimately this roller coaster going way back down. And now, Devin is both great at this and horrible at this at the same time, which is great for us watching television. Wonderful, amazing stuff. He confronts Michelle, doesn't, you know, first he hears that, hey, Amber maybe is like talking some shit, which she's talking shit, but like only her and Chauncey, like otherwise she's like made one question. She asked Michelle, hey, what was that all about? You didn't throw in Devin and Tori. They seemed like one. Oh, you made a deal. Cool. Okay, cool. Keep it moving. I don't trust them, but keep it moving. That's it. But then, yeah, her and Chauncey are talking some shit, but not to the whole house. They're just like off in the corner making fun of Devin for always talking to the winner immediately afterwards and being best buds with the winner every single week, which I actually found that kind of funny and interesting and fun that they were doing that. But uh, Devin doesn't find that fun. He decides Amber is now public enemy number one. He This whole plan, he's just masterminded and put in place and done with in a way he can sit back and not have the blood on his hands and explain it all the way in the future. He decides, nope, we're going to confront Michelle. We're going to say we don't like Amber. We're going to have the whole house gather around and watch and listen as Michelle and I call each other liars in front of everyone. And I I don't know why he does any of this. Just let Cha- Chauncey and Amber be. Like, just, I didn't mean to say Amber B. Wow, I got, I've, we've come a long way. She's no longer Amber B, huh? At least over in these parts. That's good. That's nice. It took the third season, not the second one. But here we are. Uh, but let Amber be. Just let her and Chauncey chill. You don't have to worry about beating them. Have you seen them do a puzzle? Did you? I mean, you eventually get to see them do a puzzle, and it works out for them, but it takes a while. Like, you don't got to worry about them. If they're talking about you a little bit, well, like, it doesn't matter. You and Tori, Jay and Michelle, Nelson and Norris, you got a solid group. You're still in with now all the alliances. That could backfire a little on you, but you can explain away your part in all of this so far. And then he just goes the other way. It makes a big mess. So Devin messes up in a big way, but he'd also been brilliant the whole time. He did mastermind all of this from you know pulling pulling the strings, which maybe, you know, bananas, who is clearly obsessed with Wes and understands that everyone actually likes Wes, and you know, Wes is just arc in this series went a whole different way than Bananas has with the fandom and everything else. So I think that's why he maybe is obsessed with mentioning Wes and really trying to tie himself to that, which, you know, Wes seems to be okay with it. But uh, maybe Devin really is. I mean, he he studied at the school Wes, and uh, this is a very a mostly Wes-like thing to do all this brilliant stuff, but also kind of ruin it in the end because you can't just let it go. That ego just for a moment there flares up a little too high, and uh, it just it doesn't work out. And now... Nelson is about to mess this up in a big, big way. And all along, Bananas and Nani, Jordan and Issa, they don't have to do anything to get themselves out of this, which is incredible. They should be going against each other in the elimination. It seems dead to rights. And now I shouldn't take it all away. Nani especially, she is coming to play. I mean, yes, season 11, whatever. She has said for a couple seasons in a row, like, I'm like I'm all the way in now. Like, I only care about being competitive. But, like, this episode sealed it that performance and interrogation walking in and just being like bananas don't worry i got this i know exactly how to do this we're just gonna be let you know nelson that uh i think of you as a brother and a dear friend and if you put me in i will never forget that and that will be over and i know how you feel about something like that so boom i just won i just changed your mind because i know you can't have someone like me who you think of a dear friend and i don't know if i actually felt that or believe that but i'm saying it now 
brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever, friendship, probably over. Don't fuck us. Don't do it. You don't have to. You still haven't. You don't have to. She just goes all in and it's perfect. And she she is the 11 season vet that she is uh, for a reason. She has learned many lessons over the years and she is applying all of them this season and she is playing as cutthroat as anyone there and I freaking love it. We then we get to the arena and that's where Nelson does eventually make the wrong decision. Nelson and Reese make the wrong decision together. It seems to be Nellie T's doing. They throw in Amber and Chauncey. They let all this hullabaloo get to them. They decide that, you know, those two have gone against them in some way when they never really did and that Devin's ego got in the way and so he's cool with it, which he shouldn't. And they've ruined a little bit. They've certainly, they've already fractured. They built, they had the moment to seize their side of the house, to seize the big alliance. They seized it and then they immediately took a chisel and just cracked that shit right in half, which is... A horrible move. Um, it's going to cost Nelson and Norris their game, like 100%. Uh, there's no way in hell Nelson and Norris are getting to the end or winning this game. Like, they're who do they? Who are they working with now? Literally, no one. I can't. I can't think of a a quicker fall from a quicker ascent and fall. They were totally in the middle, totally just floating, kind of chilling, and then suddenly out of nowhere, boom! They get the power, they make the right move, and they've ascended right to the top right to the tippy tippy top they're in charge they're they're running they're in the power position of the power alliance that they have just manufactured out of this opportunity and then they immediately go from that to making one decision wrong and now they literally have no one to work with them seriously is olivia and horacio maybe the only person they could cling to because they're probably not in it either they're gonna be like wait nelson i'll still cuddle with you i guess but like we we're riding with this other group that you just fractured, um, you know, Bananas and Nani and Casey and Kenny and Jordan and Nisa, and they're not they're not with you at all anymore. Um, we clearly see from the next week on Fessel is not with Nelson at all either. He's gonna eventually probably I think get with uh, Casey and Kenny and just ride with wherever they're riding, which is the Vacation Alliance. So. Uh, They've got no one because now Jay and Michelle are going to be like, hey, you kind of went against us. So are we against you now? Like, I thought we were the ones together, Devin and Tori. It's going to be weird. So they've got no one on their side. And yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's kind of like when Nelson gives a confessional. His game and his confessionals really are very similar. When he gives a confessional, it can be mind-blowingly great, unbelievably amazing, entertaining, witty, smart, funny for half of it and then he just keeps going and he finds a way to steer off the track and it ends up like what did you just say that's kind of how these game moves feel like he did it he did the amazing thing and then somehow he just kept going he kept wanting to make move you'd already made the moves you'd made the decision you picked the four teams you thought you said you'd pick the one you were going to throw in the move was done but then you kept wanting to make moves because you still had the opportunity to make more moves and it goes back against you let's get to the game itself i forget what it's called I liked it a lot. I got vibes immediately when they walk in of when Trey and Zach got DQ'd back on whatever the Rivals 2, Rivals 2, right? Yeah, to Leroy and maybe Ty, uh, where he had to break through the four different walls and Zach just tried to do all of them on his own and then claimed that he didn't when it was on camera that he did. Um, but it gave me uh, vibes of that. It wasn't that. It was a little bit different, but I liked it a lot. It was super challenging. 
I think it was visually kind of cool and interesting, and it was very, very difficult, and then the puzzle was definitely hard enough to level it out at the end, which you kind of always want, um, and I, I really liked that it was like, yeah, you can smoke someone in the physical part, but this puzzle is going to be really, really tricky, or you could be so good at puzzles that you can figure out this pretty tricky puzzle really quick, and that could be the difference. Either one, there's a chance for you to be so vastly superior to give you that advantage, but that advantage wasn't guaranteed. You're, you get what I'm saying. I liked it a lot. Uh, Amber and Chauncey win. Shout out to them. Great job to them. They needed all that lead that they got and then more because it seemed like that puzzle was legit hard, and they both teams seemed to struggle with it. I don't know if I believe Anissa when – you know, at first when she's like, well, I think we've been here an hour and I'm like, oh, damn, that's incredible. And she's like, there are two hours or two days. And I'm like, oh, now you just went hyperbolic and exaggerated. I actually want to know, was the hour, the first part of that, like real, like how long did this puzzle take? Um, I need to know. But Chauncey and Amber, shout out to them. They win. That's great. I love that they're back. Veronica and Darrell, they lose. Shout out to Queen V. I will admit I thought this was going to go really, really badly at first. And the way they, obviously the way they edited it for purposely to like make it, they edited it in a way that made it very, you know, edgier seat by the end of it. Because at first I'm like, oh, this isn't, this is good. This isn't going to go well. She's going to take a long time. They're going to get on this puzzle so far in advance. And I fell for it. And I wasn't giving Queen V enough credit. That's on me. She kept it moving. And the fact that they eventually get, they're only two behind when the other two start on the puzzle. They're at six. It's actually pretty impressive because Amber and Chauncey fly through that thing. It's not like, you know, they were doing as well at that as anyone was going to do in the house. Amber was the fastest person I can imagine in that house doing that. And Chauncey definitely did his part as well. So that was actually impressive that V after that first one, she figured it out. She figured out her system. She got it going. She kept it moving. Darrell flying through it and they get, to the end and once they got to the puzzle i flipped the other way i was like damn <laughs> i can't believe that uh they're gonna win this because obviously they're gonna win now i can't believe that they kept it that close to get there and then now they're on the puzzle and they're gonna win and then back in my face again nope amber and chauncey got it after forever and that was that's the best thing for the show uh for two reasons on the Darrell veronica side i'm glad they were here um, but they were the right team to go for this season to keep up in the drama, the fun for the viewers, the competitive nature of the game itself. Obviously, again, if I was in that house, I said earlier, I'm keeping Veronica there till the very end after that performance in the Daily Challenge. And guess what? She debuted on Road Rules in like 1998 or whatever the hell it was, 1997. So, yeah, 25 years later, if she's not feeling like running miles on end to memorize a puzzle that's all her prerogative and she deserves that and she deserves to keep getting called back because she's queen v the original face of the franchise one of the greatest legends there's ever been in this game one of the greatest characters in this game one of the greatest people that's ever come through this game but uh her and Darrell weren't going to be competitive they just weren't that's just what it was and um so it's good that they lost i wish they would still be here because i wish this would have been anisa and jordan versus bananas and nani that would have been wild and this house would have been truly flipped the other way but maybe ultimately for the betterment of us the viewer this is exactly how it needed to go because now the the non-competitive kind of team is gone and they were the floater they weren't really a part of any of the alliances anyways and now we have these two sides of these nine teams but a bunch of them are 
you know, kind of in their own little things. There's no solid, you know, solidity to either side of these now. And now we've just got a complete and utter chaos and clusterfuck. And it's amazing. So glad Amber and Chauncey won. Loved seeing Darrell and Veronica. I'm so thrilled that we see Darrell immediately say right afterwards in the little exit interview, this will not be my last challenge. Hell yes. Bring Darrell back. Get him an individual season. Um, like bring him back to the flagship. I don't, I forget. I haven't really checked in on the casting too hard for the global challenge that is probably wrapping up, uh, filming right now. I, I think he might've been invited to that. I, he deserved to be original four by four champ, but love both of them. That's the elimination. That's not quite it though, for the storylines of the episode. Before we go to the awards quickly, a couple random things, and it's really just two, but one of them might take a second. What? <laughs> Uh, this is really random. What's with the blurred background when uh, Fessel and Casey are talking at the bar? Because they're they're talking and they've got like the hardcore blur behind them that's like leaking into their faces uh, like they're on a Zoom call or something. And I'm like, it's just like a regular wall with like a little mural thing painted behind them. Like, what the fuck was painted on that wall that you had to blur that out on MTV? Like, ridiculousness is on before this. They show violent acts and all this other kind of stuff on there like what 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 was on that wall and if it was such a big exposed wall on that patio like that's the location you picked like i don't know it was very weird it caught me way way off guard but also since we mentioned casey casey and kenny one total confessional this week just keep on chugging you two set in records it's just amazing kenny truly we saw kenny dancing in the background and someone said kenny's name i think one time so he is still there it's happening and shout out to him because you know what i would love to just have get to live and experience and be a fly on the wall in the challenge house which is right now what he's getting to do and that's amazing also casey she does have the best read on the game. Like we can all have our issues with like, you don't provide anything to the show. You kick ass in the competition and that's cool. But like you're non-existent on the show side and that kind of matters on a reality TV show. It is a competition, but also a reality show. And we can all be upset about that, but we have to, the way we give her her props for the competitor she is, also the strategist, because she and Fessel in this conversation are the only, I mean, maybe not the only ones, but they're reading the game exactly right. She says how like, yeah, there's alliances, but it's really kind of these little clusters, these little pairs that are eventually going to make the decisions. Who are you actually tight with? Who are you actually like the two teams that can be together and truly not go against each other? So she's reading the game exactly perfect. Also, Fessel really trying to be the CT now, and it's working, uh, you know couple seasons ago he's getting in ct's face he's making it known like i'm the new big bad guy around these places and everyone laughs at him for like no one's gonna be the new ct and that's fine because literally no one could be ct ever in the history of this show or any other show ct's a one of one he's the best character arc there's ever been in any reality competition show it's incredible all that that comes with ct but vessel can be the player that ct is nowadays which is the I keep to myself in the background and I hope if someone is stupid enough to go against me that I'll get a physical elimination and I'll whoop their butt. And otherwise I ain't saying anything. I'll, I'll sleep with some women. I'm willing to sleep with the women. If you, if I have to, I will, but otherwise I don't really want to talk. I don't want to be a part of anything. I'm just chilling, just chilling. And it's, uh, it's working. And also final thing on these two, <laughs> uh, I can't believe in this episode, you probably at home are like, how are you talking about Casey and Fessel after all of this? Well, I just am because I do 
think that, well, one, Casey needs to do more to get invited back again. She needs to be an element of the show. But with that being said, I feel validated in my opinion, my strong opinion coming out of last season that I said multiple times between the seasons and got excited about coming into this one that validated that these two, Fessel and Casey, without Josh, are way more likable and that just it's those three together and the fact they came in together and the big brother thing happened and it was just those three that dragged things down the tying them together as much as anything they actually did as individuals and this isn't quite what I dreamed of I wanted a Fessy without Josh or Casey or Casey without Josh or Fessy or Nani and now at this point we didn't quite get that but they are way more likable and way more enjoyable without all three of them being there and specifically maybe without Josh being there with them. Casey's still the wallpaper, but, uh, you know, a damn good competitor of a wallpaper and a damn good strategist, as it turns out. The other random thing to point out, last one here, Olivia finds a way to make an appearance and have an impact. She's a freaking star, man. She is such a star. She knows she's just so good at this already in her rookie season. She knows exactly what she should be doing even when she couldn't be further from any possible storyline in this episode. She finds a way to get a couple confessionals in there that are good enough and have one of them be one of the best moments of the episode at the end with, you know, the sip and the coffee, all of that, which eh, we don't have to mention now because we're going to mention it later. Let's go to awards. Let's hand out our standard awards, best quote, moment, and MVP. However, I won't be able to play the quotes for you this evening. We are traveling around here at Challenge Historian for the holiday, and I was not able to record the episode in the audio the way I normally would. So can't play them for you, but there was only two nominees anyways because there was only one that it was obviously going to be. Shout out to Drell. His quote about the cemetery filled with the dead politicians and a bunch of them are up there playing politics, trying to kill each other. However, he said whatever he said there. I really, really enjoyed it. But he had no chance of winning the quote of the week as no one else did because Nelly T wins the quote of the week as he's prone to do this season. Quote, I am Spider Nelly T. My web goes all around. I'm connected to everybody. Incredible stuff, Nelson. Incredible stuff. Yeah, he, he landed the plane on that one. Uh, Spider Nelly T. So many nicknames for such a wonderful human being. The best moment then, three of them, the whole episode. It was just all so good. I love everything about it, truly. The Daily Challenge is good. The Elimination is good. The drama is good. The bar scenes are good. The house scenes are good. Everything about it is really, really good. This is a top flight episode. This is in the A, a category, and we haven't had one of those in a minute. So, Shout out to all the moments, but three in particular. Amber making fun of Devin was actually, I found it fun. I bet there's a lot of people, because for some reason there's all these people that don't like Amber, and I I don't get it. I'm not like head over heels like she's one of my favorite people on the show or anything, but like I have positive opinion of Amber, certainly. Certainly on the positive side, and uh, I continue to be miffed by whatever we're all missing, whatever they're not showing, that everyone, no one likes Amber uh, or wants to work with Amber. Um, but I kind of enjoyed her and Chauncey making fun of Devin and I love Devin, but I I think Devin also would be someone who is thankfully can take a joke and makes fun of himself plenty. So yeah, like that moment, the fireside, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar chat in front of the whole house. That's obviously was a pretty incredible thing. I can't believe there's, it starts with, there's the six of them or whatever in the room 
one of those being Amber, who they're talking directly about, and that room's like three feet away, the sliding door that they're all pressed up against. And you're like, that's hilarious. Everyone's listening. And then, boom, suddenly the whole rest of the house is actually just standing in a circle around Devin and Michelle, and the whole thing escalates way further than you ever thought it was going to. And, uh, yeah, it's all really, really, really great. And then the third and final one, and the winner, the previously referenced Olivia, finding a way. Hitting the confessional, bringing her challenge coffee mug with her. Nice little product placement. I'm sure you can buy that on MTV's website. I don't know, but it was very nice of her to do that. And then obviously doing what she does in that moment. She knows there's no way they don't use this. There's no, I, I haven't been, whatever they're asking me about this these last couple of days, I haven't really been present, but now I'm going to make myself present. I'm going to have the best moment of the whole episode. The And then we sat there and we thought they were going to win. And then we were still waiting, still waiting. We're still here, and then there's the kind of cuts they keep cutting back to her. Still here. Nope, still here, sipping on the coffee, and yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's great. She's a star. Love it, and that's the moment of the episode. As for the MVP, top five, Michelle fifth, Devin fourth, Nelson third, Nerese second, Amber number one. They She wins the daily, or not the daily, the elimination, her and Chauncey. She's the focus of everyone's ire for no damn good reason and manages to just like keep it calm, keep it cool and not like I thought for sure she's going out that door and yelling up a storm at Michelle and Devin. She would have had every right to, but she's like, no, I'll just listen and I'll keep it calm and I'll talk with Michelle and I'll solidify that like we're still good. And, you know, I'll like rope in V here in the morning to get like a little extra support and I'll use this to the best advantage of my ability. I know I'm going to have to win an elimination now, but it is what it is. She handles it incredibly well and uh, is very present and does great confessional booth, the whole thing. Amber's the MVP of the episode. Narice, Nelson, close second and third. Devin and Michelle definitely putting up performances, of course. In an episode this good, a lot of people are putting up great, great performances. But as much as Nelson and Narice, you know, they ultimately make a horrible decision and completely decimate their own game after they'd seized the game, completely ownership of it. So they can't come near the win. Amber gets the MVP. Power rankings and predictions time. Big shakeup in the power rankings. All right, we've only got nine teams left. We, I think for the second or third week in a row, the team we had at the very bottom is the team that goes home. Again, so long to two OGs that I love dearly, Darrell and Veronica. Top nine now, though, for the first time ever. Uh, Tori and Devin, Team Dave is not number one. Nani and Bananas are. They're going to have a lot of heat on them, but... They, uh, they pulled victory from the jaws of defeat yet again this episode in avoiding that elimination, in avoiding an elimination matchup they very well could have lost. Um, and they somehow, because of Nelson's misfire there, find themselves back in like they might have just as good of an alliance as anyone now that everything kind of got wrecked right as it got built. So, yeah, I'm putting them at one. I'm putting Fessy and Mariah at number two which uh, I'm just feeling better and better about them. Just no one's no one's caring that they're there. And Mariah's proved to be very good, and Fessy's very good. And maybe, you know, I'm worried about them eating in a final, and that's about it. So they're, they're just sitting pretty. Maybe that changes next week. We see some stuff in the next week on that leads us to maybe believe that, but I don't know. They're number two. Tori and Devin only fall to number three. They're still in great shape. They're still an amazing team, but now they are going to have a target. We'll see how they avoid it for the next week or two if they can get that heat off of them back in the good graces of the Vacation Alliance or elsewhere. Nelson and Nerys fourth, Jane Michelle fifth, Olivia and Horacio sixth, Anissa Jordan seventh, Amber and Chauncey eighth, Casey and Kenny ninth. Casey and Kenny 
I just there's no way they can win this if they if they somehow end up winning and they still were featured this little, then that is going to be that's going to be something. That's going to be something wild. Um, that's going to really tell you a lot. I just don't see it happening. So they remain near the bottom. Amber and Chauncey fall. They've been at third, as high as third on this power rankings, but that puzzle didn't give me a lot of confidence um, that, yeah, they can make that final, but I don't think you can win a final when there's going to be a lot of puzzles and a lot of math and things like that and makes me nervous. Anissa and Jordan seventh because after the endurance showing, I'm just, you know, they, yeah, they can win tons of eliminations. They can win a daily. Some of them. They ain't winning a final. And then Olivia Horacio, Jay Michelle, Nelson Norris, really toss up four, five, six. They could go in anywhere. So that's your order. Nani Bananas. Banani, take the top spot for the first time all season. As for our preseason predictions, we have not lost another team yet. Bananas, Nani, Michelle, Jay, Tori, Devin, Chauncey, Amber, all four still there. We've only missed out on Colleen and Kim as our five finals predictions. Four still left. Tori and Devin, our winner's pick, still there. We went so far week to week. We went two for three, two for three, two for three, two for three, and then one for three. And then last week we went 0 for three. I thought Tori and Devin would win. I thought the floaters, a.k.a. Nelsie and Fessel, would go in. I thought Fessel would hit on Michelle. None of that happened. So I went 0 for three. I've got to get a three for three coming in. i got to get back on the winning side of the ledger. So for next week, I'm going. One, Jay and Michelle get another win, and the vets remain on notice. I I, I'm also hoping for this. I want this to happen. I think that's the best case. I, a couple of weeks ago, I said I was going to start a new thing, and then I never did it again. I'm doing it again here. The best case scenario for next week, what would be the most rad thing that could happen is Jane Michelle win again and keep this just craziness and chaos going. Um, or maybe even Dor- uh, De- Dory. Wow. Oh, that's a fun team name. Dave, Dory, Devin, and Tori, however you want to call them. Them winning maybe would be the most fun. But I'm going to predict Jane Michelle do. I'm going to predict that Fessel and Mariah pick the vet's side, that they are the last team to have to kind of choose a side and that they go with Casey and therefore with Nani and Bananas and Nisa and Jordan and maybe Tori and Devin if they're still trying to cling to that or choose that side. But Fessel and Mariah pick the vet's side in third and final one. Really going out on a limb with us with this one. But I think Kenny's going to have a confessional next week. Yeah, you heard it here first. I know. Hasn't happened in two weeks. It's only happened once in the last four weeks, everyone, okay? So this is a big, bold proclamation I'm making, but I think Kenny has a confessional. Same as I think Fessy and Mariah pick the vet side. Same as I think Jay and Michelle get their third daily challenge win of the season. That's your predictions for next week. That is all for this action-packed, wonderful, epic, awesome episode of the Challenge Ride or Dies. The season is in high gear. Let's hope that it stays there. And I certainly am thankful for it. And I hope you are as well. I hope you have a lot to be thankful for in your life as we celebrate tomorrow when you're listening to this, wherever it may be, because it's very late right now. You ain't listening to this any earlier than Thanksgiving Day itself by the time I get it posted. So I am most thankful for you. Well, I'm actually most thankful for a lot of things that I'm very blessed to be thankful for. But I'm certainly thankful for you being here, listening to me ramble on about this wonderful unbelievably great show that we all love near and dear. If you want to talk about this wonderful show with me, hit me up on Instagram at challenges story. And, and as always hit that follow subscribe button, wherever you may be listening. So you don't miss an episode, go find them Australia links, go get you some challenge Australia. I promise you will not be disappointed. It'll be a little weird. It's a little deja vu. It does take place in the same house 
the same games as Rider Dies and the Challenge USA did. So that part's a little little odd. It's very like brand new people, same location in games. It's very strange, but it's really good. So go watch it. Listen to those recaps. Episode two will be up Friday. Episode three on Monday. Rider Dies coming back next week. Thank you. Love you. Hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. The whole thing. Talk to you soon. Peace.